Hi, I'm Colette Warren and you're listening to The Mike Diaries, where each episode I'll be chatting to my favourite vocalists and MCs in drum and bass. And in the corners of my mind I repeat all these memories And all the broken promises they find a way to get me I wonder if they realise just how these words affect me Episode 3 and I'm so excited to have the most successful vocalist in this genre. She's been around for over 10 years with some of the biggest vocal releases ever and she's also a fellow Midlander. Yeah, you guessed it, it's the lovely Rhea. Hey, hey. How are you? I am good. I'm back in Brizzy with Woo-hoo! my bestie. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking a passion fruit martini. And I'm on the old Prosecco. Oi, oi. <laughs> so let's get straight to it. 2020. What a year, but not necessarily in a Get good in way. A well, not in a good way. Like, what have you been doing to keep sane? Oh, God, everything. Anything and everything, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it started off with um, just trying to cope. Well, I was, to be honest, I was drinking so much at the beginning. I'm, not, I'm ashamed yep. to say, but, like, we were spending... All the money we were spending on going out, we were spending on food and drinks. We were, like, buying yep. the best of the best food. And, like, we were buying... It was like... Um, going to Calais and doing like a booze run every week to go to the supermarket. <laughs> I'll like, do. Someone, someone actually once said to me, oh, are you having a party? <laughs> it's like, no, this is just my weekly shop, oh, mate. It's just for the weekend. <laughs> this is just for the weekend. I'll be back next week. See you then. Yeah, so we were doing that and then realised actually it was impacting our mental health quite a bit. I was feeling really crap. So um, we started doing um, loads of workouts at home. Um, because we used to go to the gym quite a bit. So we're doing like hit classes in the garden nice. and um, just doing loads of music and yeah. just trying to, you know, just trying to get by, mate. You know, it's been really, it's been a rough year, hasn't it? It's been really. Especially for our industry. Yeah. You know, it's been one of the most hit industries in the whole of, well, the whole of everything. <laughs> yeah, it has. And just when we've had opportunities to come and see like you guys and see friends and having friends over, we've just been trying to make the most of that. We've been spending loads of time outdoors, going walking, hiking and, you know, just trying to really make the most of what we can. Exactly. I mean, what are your thoughts on like live streams? Because, you know, some vocalists and MCs aren't really into them because I just find it, you know, a struggle to be like, you know, singing or, or MCing or whatever to a screen. You know, how do you feel about them? Yeah. I can I can see why they would feel like that, but what I've loved about it is when we've done the few that we've done, um, yeah. is just that feeling of like connection with people because that's what's been missing in lockdown. Like you know, you sort of spend so much time in the house, and, and especially as a musician as well, I don't I can go the whole week and not go out the house or see anyone. I'm just like on my own. It's quite a, a lonesome sure. thing. So. Then when you're on the chat with this live stream and you're seeing everyone connecting and they're chatting and there's a bit of a buzz going, I love that bit. Like I felt the first one that we did, I think it was for my birthday this year. I mean, yeah. obviously you guys were doing it every week in the shed. <laughs> um, and like everybody was just, it was so much fun in there and everyone was just commenting and we felt like for the first time in a really long time that we were together and we all belonged together yeah. and that's what was special about it. Because it's still like a party in a different, like a virtual party, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a virtual party. People and connecting and... Yeah, that was, the, that was the best bit of it. But obviously like we kitted out the shed for that and we made it feel that's like sick. a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it did. And it was amazing. But, you know, when you're just doing it, like with bright lights to the screen, it can feel like that. It can feel like you, you've got no crowd re- reaction. You yeah. haven't got the sort of 
oh, make some noise, get a reload and all of that. And I do miss that. But um, I think it's really helped a lot of people get by. I mean, I know 100%. watching your live streams and a lot of people say the same. And when um, Charlie and Tempsey were doing theirs as well, it just gives you something to look forward to. Absolutely. And, you know, so I'm all for it. I think yeah. it's good. If you can, why not? Definitely, 100%. Although we might need to get to the point where it's like a paid live stream because, you know, where's it going? <gasps> I mean, how long is it going to go on for? Oh. I mean, I suppose in mine and Ben's mind, with our weekly live streams, we're kind of thinking just until things get back to normal, like when the clubs are yeah. open again. And it's literally, people can go to a club from 10 o'clock till 6 in the morning, not from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. <laughs> you So I'd like to talk about when we first met. Because I think like a lot of people, because we're both from the Midlands, people think that we've like known each other like all our lives. Feels or, like it. But it feels <laughs> like it. And funny enough, we were at loads of the same raves, but um just didn't know each other. So it was in 2011 and um obviously, you know, open page had come out, Laura was like blown up, you know. <laughs> and I was just a mere budding vocalist, you know, trying trying to get myself, get my name out there and Sun and Bass was, was coming up and I saw that Laura was, Rhea was playing there. And um, and I was playing there as well for my, the first time. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send her a little message. Why not? So I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, oh, hi, I just wanted to say I'm really, really excited to see. I remember that. Yeah, I'm really, really excited do. to see you perform at um, Sun and Bass. And I was like, oh, I'm from the Midlands as well. Yeah, I'm from Birmingham. So, you know. And then obviously you just instantly get that kind of brummy bond. Yeah, I always yeah. love anyone that's from the Midlands. Yeah, you're always like, oh yeah, I'm from there. You just instantly get this Midland bond, yeah. don't you? Um, but yeah, and then we, and then you sent a really lovely message back. And then we met at Sun and Bass and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really, really nice though. Because for me, like, I mean, there was a few vocalists around well quite a few before me but I didn't know them that well but Jenna was always lovely obviously Tali was always lovely but for you another fellow vocalist to reach out and just sort of yeah, say it's nice, no it's it? really nice to get to know you and and that Sun and Bass was special for me it was the first one and performing yeah it's one I of remember those. that performance very well at Bell Harbour he was in the middle of the pool he was so, you had that blue dress on I'm, yeah <laughs> god when I think about that though I was so nervous because I get performance oh. anxiety anyway you know you know that I'm not, not I'm not a natural natural performer it's not my favorite thing to do I love songwriting more than I do performing whereas you're more like you love performing but that that particular one I was just I think I forgot my words and I it, well no one so would have noticed times. I don't remember that <laughs> thank god the amount of times I forgot words and just like put something else there and like, no, no one would yeah. know and you. And you. yeah I'll just do that so, and <laughs> or just repeat the, the same lyrics from earlier and you're like no yeah, no one will notice. I definitely did that when we had our performance together and I forgot the words to Kiss Me. And I was like, oh, how no. can I forget the words to my own song? It's terrible. <laughs> but it's just the nerves, you know, it gets Yeah. To but yeah, we basically just instantly connected really and instantly just got on, you yeah, know. We and it was like, oh, this is cool. And then, and then we started a lovely friendship and obviously we've worked together. But we'll talk about that later. I want to, I want you to take me back to the beginning you know, how you got into drum and bass, how you wanted to kind of, how you started working in drum and bass. Because you used to obviously, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know this, you used to be a DJ called Camo. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so let's, so take me back to, from the beginning. 
Take me back to my fashion faux pas when I used to wear camo. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Let's forget about that, Colette. <laughs> um, well, it was my brother. You know, it's I owe big it to up my, Yeah, big up Lee. I owe it to him. Um, he's four years older than me. And um, so when I was younger, he, I just used to want to do everything that he was doing. I looked up to him so much and he started raving and um, the tape back era, oi, you know. Oi, oi, oi. Oi. And um, I, I just remember being in the back seat of his car and he was playing these tape packs. And um, I'd never heard this kind of music ever before. You know, like I grew up on Celine Dion and Fairbairns. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the the carpenters and the cores and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, what the hell is this? But I loved it. I like absolutely loved it. And he promised me that he'd take me to my first rave. Aww. And obviously he did. Um, and that was like that. You remember in Birmingham, you had um, flashback the Q oh club. Oh my god, it's like my first rave. <laughs> yeah, like, and so he took me to one of those, and he was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I don't remember a lot of it. Wow, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. Um, and, but then we just did similar to what you and Zoe used to do, just going around the country and like, yeah, you know, we'd we'd always like have these weekly conversations where it'd be like, right, where, where are we going to this week? Like, yeah, look what, at all the flies right, that yeah. you get from the flyer path. You know, let's oh valve. Raves. We were obsessed with going to the Val yeah, Sound we System were. nights with Dillinger. I was just obsessed with him and um, and slamming vinyls, like because I just loved how there were so many different sanctuary rooms. Milton the sanctuary. Keynes, yeah. We were all at the same vein, we were, but we just didn't know each other. It was just mad. Um, so yeah, that's where it all started, and I went to all of that. I loved it. I fell in love with it, and I just remember hearing Tali on the radio, and she was doing live lounge for Joe Wiley. And she was like obviously really big back then and um, before I became, you know, before, way before I became a vocalist and she did lyric on my lip and she was singing that and I thought, wow, she inspired me and I thought I would love to be able to do that one day because when I was younger, before I got into raving, I've always sang, I've always tried to write and that sort of thing, but I didn't really do anything with it, but she inspired me, but... Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. And... Um, I was, I'm coming from a family where they were sort of like, you know, okay, fine, do music, but you need a backup plan. Go to uni, you know, get, get some other qualification yeah. and then come back to it. So I was studying to go um, for a degree in London and I thought, well, I want to come out of uni and I want to get some experience. I don't want to just go there, do my degree. I want some experience. And I was doing it in PR and I thought, right, who can I go and do press for? Rack my brains. I thought, why don't I apply to a drum and bass label? Who's the biggest drum and ba bass Ding. label I know of? Hospital. Yeah. And I knew that they had, like, they were looking for interns. So I just applied there and I made this, like, um, letter, which had got the hospital logo Aww. on it. And I spent loads of time on it, sent it to them. And, and then they messaged me back and said, yeah, we'd like to have you as an intern. Aww. So it went from there, to be honest. Like, that was the start of me networking with loads of people. So I was having to interview people. Um, get to know them for press stuff. I was going to Radio One. Do your own one. networking. <laughs> yeah, I do, on the side. Um, taking people to Radio One and just, just learning all about the backside of being, you know, promoting an artist, promoting sure. a single. Um, and then I became assistant editor of Dogs on Acid, which for people who don't know, that's like another drum and bass arena, but more of a forum. It's kind of come back, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it was all about the forum back then, you know, the oh, chat yeah. rooms and Definitely. that. Before Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I was interviewing people for that, like Fabio, Total Science. And, and before nice. long, you just get to know everyone, you know? And yeah. Bailey, I, got, I was quite friendly with Bailey. And um, he, I think he said to me once, 
um, oh, so you can sing then, can you? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, well, you know, would you consider doing some vocals for a track? I was like, but I don't actually do it. Is that it's not my, you know, I don't know how to do it. I've never done that before. And yeah. he was like, go on, send me a little clip of you singing. And I think I sent something like somewhere over the rainbow. Or, I don't know, something like that. And he was like, you totally need to oh, do something with that. that. Yeah, and Clute, he did the same as well. Nice. And he, I sent him something and he was like, no, that's, I want you to do a vocal for me. In fact, do you remember um, under my real name? Yeah, um, Laura Pacheco. Yeah, there was Yikes. a song with Clute. I think it yeah, was called... Yeah, I remember it. It was, it's an actual sample of a carpenter song. Ah. <laughs> Back to your roots. <laughs> I sent it to him and he was like, I'm just going to sample that. I was like, really? Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, which is why I renamed myself as Rhea. Yeah. <laughs> why are you called Rhea? I mean, I know, but tell, tell the, the audience. Um, well, Rhea stands for singer in Hindu because my dad was yeah. born, in, born in India. But I just, all the stuff that I wrote under Laura Pacheco... I mean, I did not have a clue what I was doing. And I looked back at it and I was like... Thank God. (laughs) I was like, this is shit. This is so (laughs) shit. The lyrics are shit. What am I talking about? I just... Yeah, I I was quite embarrassed. Some of them were all right, but I was... You know, I didn't love them. And I thought, I need to... If I'm going to do this seriously, I need to, like... Re, um, revamp myself like Madonna you know be reborn yes. <laughs> and come up with a new name I mean Rhea's a great name yeah. it really is yeah and it's so much and the thing that, that it's just reminded me the thing that kept happening was no one could say Laura Pacheco my real name they go like Pashisho yeah, or right. Pashisho or something. Pistachio. <laughs> yeah, pistachio. My sister calls you Laura Pistachio, Natalie. <laughs> I mean, Pistachio is my favourite nuts, but... True. You know, I was like, no one can say my name, so... Say my name, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, right, I need to change it to something. Rhea, that's easy, isn't it? No one can really say that wrong. Short and snappy, I like it. Yeah, and, the, and then that was that. And so I made that decision, and as I was making that decision, I was like, right... I need to like take this more seriously, think about what I'm going to write about, have like think about my message of what I'm saying. And that's literally after I made that decision, I think I got sent open page by Lensman. Nice. And that was like, oh, and um, the tracks that I did with Spy as well, you know, yes. the sort of um, yeah, I remember spoken word ones. rap yeah. ones. Yeah. And then it just went from there. It was crazy. Yeah, you just blew up. It was it and really... like you said earlier, there wasn't many vocalists around at that point. Mm. So it was, it was I had like no competition. Really... <laughs> <laughs> That's really why I became big. <laughs> it's not like obviously... if it had been now, I wouldn't have had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that. You know, you came out when you were meant to come out at the end of the day. Like, yeah, but you know, I feel like thank God for your brother getting you into drum and bass because God, yeah. then there wouldn't be a rear. And I feel like you mm. really have, paved and we wouldn't the... have met, and we wouldn't oh. have met. I feel like. You know, you really have paved the way for a lot of other vocalists. I mean, me me included. Like, as we said earlier, like, Tali was the one that inspired both of us. But then... But Genergy was... And Genergy, obviously. And Deism was as well. But then when you came along, you also inspired me too. So, and I think you've inspired... You've probably inspired every vocalist that, that has followed, you know? That's really sweet. I mean, I never really think about it like that, but it's really... Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, and I certainly feel, obviously, I feel the same way about you and all the oh. vocalists that are around now as well. Absolutely. It's, we all inspire each other. Yeah, there's so many now. There's so many now. And it's really nice because you feel like, I feel like I've got peers, you know, in the vocalist sector. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just it's not just producers. And we sort of all bounce off and feed off each other, don't yeah, we? Yeah, and it's nice because... You know, especially girls, there can be quite a lot of competition. Um, but I feel like... I don't feel like there is I mean. as much anymore. I feel like... I just meant in general in life. Girls oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. can be really competitive with each other in, in any field. But I feel like it, at the moment, in drum and bass, all the girls, 
whether it's just, you know vocalists or not, but we've all really come together as as a as a yeah. pack, you know. Yeah, we are. We all we're support we're each all other. supporting each other, um, which is really nice. Like I feel like there's a sense of a real sense of community now, which Definitely. is lovely. And there's this new website, Dynamics, Yay. created by Diana. Big up, Diana Alada. Um, so that's great. It's got all a website for um, every woman in drum and bass and dubstep. So because you know you get those people going, oh yeah, I would book a woman, but you know where are they? So we go, oh, go to this website and you can see for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> where are the women? <laughs> uh, where, where are? I need you to feel alive. Obviously, you, know, you, do, you did amazing, and then you had your first album, Sub- Sublimination. I can never say it. Like, Sublimation. Quite, that's it. It's it was close. Even, it was close. <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? So, a few years ago, well, a good few years ago now, um, I was studying for a certificate in counselling skills because I yes. wanted to train to be a counsellor, and I, I am going to pick it back up. But life just sort of took me on a bit of a different, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, as 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 part of the course and the training. Um, I had to have therapy because you have to know to be a counsellor you have to know what it's like to of be counselled you know so anyway um, I was talking through like how much music's been my therapy how much I love music it's got me through the, my hardest darkest times and like my happy times as well and that I kind of use music as a way to process like things that have happened you know like bad stuff as well as good and he said to me oh that's what's called a defense mechanism it's a positive defense mechanism and it's called sublimation it's the um the positive channeling of something negative that's happened to you and he said that's what you're doing in your songwriting and I was like what it's like this groundbreaking moment and I I said oh I'm writing an album at the minute I'm gonna call it that that's what I'm gonna call it it's perfect it's absolutely perfect and so, yeah, I think in the album, the vinyl version, it actually says that. It explains what it oh, is and what cool. it means. Oh, wow, it's actually so, a bit up there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't read it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Claire, you didn't read it then. Cheers. <laughs> but it did really well, the album. You must be really proud of it. I am really proud of it. And I feel that, um, you know, the tre- the people that I got to work with on it, including yourself, Wee. like... I just I just felt like it had quite a lot of different styles, which is what I always wanted it to be. It yeah, wasn't, you know, definitely. and I, I got to work with Break, which was just amazing, and Total Science, and Frank. I mean, I and Eni, and I mean, the list goes on. I'm just yeah, massive it was really list. nice. And what what I also loved was being able to do the soul music as well. I did yes. a couple of the soul tracks, and you know how much I love mm. that kind of music too. And so. How much your voice suits soul music, you know? Yeah, it's great. I, I you know, I. Total Science introduced me a lot to lots of soul music and soul artists and I really got into that then and I was listening to loads of it and so it's quite nice to be able to do something you know it's quite nice to be able to do yeah, a different definitely. style of track isn't it it just feels like it's like a novelty almost isn't yeah, it yeah 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 so that was brilliant and then Steve big up Steve obviously for putting it out yeah, and stay um, ahead yeah he really like helped me with all of that and Villa and McLeod like they yeah. they started the whole album with me and you got like the nominations you got know, nominated best it. album best song fear bites at the awards and you won best vocalist two years in a row which is incredible that year 
at the John Bass Arena Awards. I mean, I know, like, we always say, like, awards, that they don't, you know... No, they yeah. don't, but it's still nice when you win. It's <laughs> nice, yeah. And that year, I was up for best track, best album, best oh, vocalist, best, best live act. act. No. I couldn't believe... Which you should have won. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was that the year that Noisier? Yeah, uh, Noisier won Best Live Act. I was like, thanks for this, guys, but yeah. we don't, we don't, we haven't done a live act. <laughs> I, I just don't know how that happened. But anyway, anyway over. a whole other story. Um, yeah, that year was just one of the most memorable times oh, well, of my life. I was going to say, like, what's your proudest moment? That that was one of my proudest moments. Oh, definitely, because just to be record, it was, you know, just to have that moment where it was so many people recognizing that I put in two years of hard work into that album. Yeah. I had a full-time job alongside writing. I was coming home. I was working every evening, every weekend. I get, gave up so much just to make it. Yeah. And when you put in that much love and your heart and soul into something, you know, you, you kind of no, you want, want the that. recognition. Yeah. Don't you? You, want you want to that. be like, wow, that was all that worth, was worth it. it. That was worth it. You know, and it really tested me as a person because I, when you have singles out, it's nice when you get that feedback from people and like, I love that new track. I love that new track. It's like oh, that yeah. validation, isn't it? It you is, know? yeah. Which all us artists crave. Like, yeah. oh, do people like me? Do they like my song? You yeah. know, that sort of thing. It's um, that, like cortisol thing, isn't yeah. it? Like, I need, yeah, to, like, I need to be loved. <laughs> Tell me you love me. <laughs> Tell me you like the song they did. <laughs> um, but when you're writing an album, you don't get that. You know, it's, it's two years of, will anyone like this? Is this 100%. any good? Am I any good? Like, should I give up now? I just, Ugh, you know, and then yeah. to have that moment where it's getting recognised, you think, well, okay, yeah, I did something good here. It, yeah. was, it was worth it. So, yeah. And speaking of the awards, you put a lovely post because obviously the drum and bass awards are happening, like you know, in the next few weeks. And you, Laura put a, Aria put a lovely um, post on Instagram today and Facebook because she got nominated for best vocalist um, along a bunch of others. And but she put a photo up of herself with Charlotte Haining saying, "Thanks for voting for me, guys, but don't vote for me. Vote for Charlotte Haining. She's absolutely worked her butt off this year." had an incredible album this is her year she deserves it I just thought it was really nice not many people would do that thank you but I really feel it like Charlotte has come through and I don't know many other vocalists that's worked as hard as she has like she literally she's the most hard-working vocalist this year absolutely so hard work yeah this year like she did all the stuff with BC the stuff on her own you know that she's released and then other collaborations and then the hybrid minds things and she needs she to get not, that award this year. So she I does. hope that if you are listening, guys, please vote, go for and Charlotte. vote for Charlotte Hainan, best vocalist. Yeah. And she, like you also said, also big ups all the people that didn't get nominated because it, it is a tough, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it does people get disheartened themselves. They do. Guess. And and as I as I've always said to you, like with these awards, they are nice, but there are, there used to be the knowledge awards, which was like industry nominated, wasn't it? Yeah. And then there's the Birmingham, the MC Majika does his award. Yeah, that's more kind of like jump up. But that's it. It's kind of like reflective of the people that, that listen to John Bass Arena and the audience there. So it's not It's true not a true this... representation. No, it But isn't. it is nice for the people that do win, of it course. It is nice. Of course like it's nice. Be, like we were talking about, when you've worked hard and you've grafted to get the recognition for something, it's amazing and, and people deserve that. It's just hard for the everybody else that's also worked hard that doesn't get that recognition. It's just, it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. And I would, but big up Drum Bass Arena. Yeah, of course, big up Drum Bass Arena. And it's nice that we even have them. But I would just love to be able to see more artists getting recognised in a more balanced way or, you know, yeah. other, in other ways. Because so many people... Uh, deserve that sort of thing and the liquid side don't really get shout say, it's almost like with the producing side it should be best liquid producer best jump up producer 
best, you know, deep rolling producer, best tech producer, best, you know... I mean, the list is endless, isn't it, really? Like, but that's how big our scene is. Best popcorn producer. <laughs> <laughs> best whale sound. <laughs> you know, it should be a bit like that, really. You know. Yeah. But, it, they, I mean, they, then there'd be just too many awards, I suppose. But, you know, it, like we said, it, it's, it's like 50-50. In one way, it's great to have them. And then in the other way, it, it, it's hard for all, everybody else that gets left out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but... Yeah, still, still go and uh, place your votes, people. music um, that you're passionate about you're really into well-being and you've recently been doing some sound healing training and I'm sure a lot of people don't know about this so yeah I'd love love you to tell us more about all that Mm, well I just got into that I mean obviously it's it's connected to music it's using sound it's using so it's like music therapy but the difference is that music therapy is where you will sit with a person and you'll play instruments and sing with them and do that sort of stuff. And, and through that like session with them, it like lifts their spirits and they feel better through music. But sound therapy is where it's the power of the vibration of the sound wave, nice. right? So you still play instruments, but like um, I would have a cl- I would have someone with me and I'd play all these different instruments, sing as well. And the vibration of it, it's like, um, this sounds really weird, but it's like an internal massage for the body. Like Sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it clears out um, all the stagnation in the body and um, all like the dead cells and that sort of stuff. And um, it can really help relax you and lower your heart rate and your blood pressure. After an hour of it, you just feel so uplifted and amazing. Aww. And I came across it because I was feeling really stressed out, like having a pretty intense full-time job and things going on, you know, personal yeah. stuff and life. And I just wanted that space, like an hour to just relax because we don't get it really a lot of the time. No. You have to make that time for yourself, don't you? And in London, I remember seeing like, oh, sound baths, you know, like gong baths and crystal bowl baths and things. And I was thinking, this sounds really nice. I like the sound of that. I want to go along to one. So I went along and... um you know, you just lie down and you sort of bathe in all the sound vibration. And I came out and I felt incredible. And not only that, I had like all these creative ideas afterwards. Wow. And I felt like, you know, when you're trying to solve problems and you can't find the answers, like I had all these answers for things and things just shifted like yeah. for me. And it's like to think something's got unblocked inside definitely. you. And that's what it does. That's the power of it. And that's what I've seen anyway. And so it just made me want to learn it. I thought, well, I'm kind of doing singing. I'm in music anyway. I could use Makes this. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I could use this as a more therapeutic application of of music for people. Because, you know, with our job, it's nighttime, isn't it? It's mm. like go to the gigs. You're there till like four or five in the morning sometimes. And the Late rest. night, lack of <laughs> sleep. Yeah. And it does affect your mental health. Whereas this is like daytime, relaxing, there's no late nights. It's not going to, in fact, it's going to help your mental health. And I kind of 
need something like that to progress towards because when I'm 50 I'm not going to be in I'm not going to be in them clubs wow there's people still doing it in their 50s oh I mean I get tired now at 9pm <laughs> coming on with our walking sticks <laughs> yeah I'll be like oh, I'm just I just need to go to bed mate I'm just yeah. too tired <laughs> so what's your plan with it are you is it something that you want to like definitely yeah career wise like future you know you want your own business doing it yeah I mean I've got a bit more training to do probably about a year And then I'm just going to look, I'm just, it's going to be like my sideline business where nice. I'm just, wherever we end up settling, I'm going to try and set up my own thing and just do, you know, do a few of those a week. Well, that would work really well in Bristol, actually. So I think you should move to Bristol. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do want to move to Bristol, but you know, there's two of us, eh? Yeah, you, you got to compromise. <laughs> yeah, got to compromise. But yeah, that's the plan. And, um, you know, you can... I'm I'm learning piano as well, so that, nice. that that's kind of complementing with it. So we'll just sure. see, we'll see what happens. But well, good luck with all that. Yeah, I mean, anyone listening, if you want a session, oh, I want a session. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're here, are you bringing your little sound oh, I'm going to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> Solve all your problems. <laughs> so obviously, we can't, you know, not living our normal life at the moment. We can't be doing gigs or festivals yeah. or anything. So when things were normal and, you know, you were doing gigs and, and festivals or whatever, where's your favourite place to play? There's two, actually. Um, obviously, Sun and Bass is one of them. Yeah, of course. Because it's more than just the music there. It's the whole experience. You've got beautiful town, food, the community. You see faces that you haven't seen. Yeah, every year, everyone comes there. It's just special, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I also love Aquicity. Like, ah. I went there for the first time last year, and it's run by Maddock, and um, I think NCT is part of it as well, and there's a few, there's a big group of them, but um, they just spent so much time thinking about artist care, the experience nice. of the festival, <clears throat> even the food that they have there, you know, they cater for vegetarians, vegans, which is quite important, like, and not all festivals, and well, quite rare. Yeah. And they're very sustainable, like the way they handle all the cups and that sort of stuff, Aww. you know. It's in the middle of a beautiful field. Um, they put so much into decoration. It's It just is quite magical, actually. And I was talking to Los Contreras about it because he went, I think, for the first time last year and said exactly the same thing. If it wasn't Sun and Bass, I would say Liquicity. Oh, nice. And I'd like if you haven't been, I'd really urge you to go because it's one of those ones well, where... Well, let's hope that next year yeah that we can do it and I, I want to bloody go you know? yeah and, and they you know there's a for every stage there's a stage manager and they oh. just make sure that you'll have they're like have you got everything you've got all the drinks you need and all that and you're Sweet. like wow this is pretty special like yeah it's a bit in, in like the UK you'd be lucky to get a drink yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like that at Northern Basin New Zealand we we played there at New Year New Year's Eve and it was the same thing like I've never seen so much hospitality yeah. in my whole life I'm like wow like why can't we Well, I guess some festivals back home are like it, but not that I experienced. And it was just like, again, they were catering for vegans, catering for, for everyone. And all the food was free all weekend, constantly giving you drinks and just making sure that you're okay. And that's how it should be. Like, that is how a festival should be. But it was like for everybody else, they just, they put a lot of thought into it. And um, when you spend a lot of money, because it does, it is expensive for people. It's so expensive to get that ticket. And a lot of people plan their whole year around going that to is one or two holiday. festivals. Their only so it needs to be like Definitely. worthwhile, doesn't it? You know, so yeah, big up liquidity.
back to Sun and Bass just because it is really special to both of us. I mean, obviously we met there as yeah. well. Um, but to anyone that's listening that hasn't been to Sun and Bass, like, just can you explain why it's so special? Can you? Can I explain <laughs> why it's so? Oh right, so I thought you were asking them. Oh. I was thinking, Wait, I can't talk back. Yeah, like, you know they're not going to answer you back right now. <laughs> answer on a postcard <laughs> for next time. Can yeah. you give me a? Um, why so special? I, like I say, it's just that it's that whole magical experience. It's like a tastemakers festival. I think like all the liquid people, everyone you want to see, they're all there. You've got amazing food. The t- the crew are lovely. Um, the clubs there, all on the beach. The beach is stunning. Yeah, I mean, what makes it so special for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously everything you've just said, but I feel like it's not even a festival it, for me. It's, it's a holiday. It's isn't like it? a pilgrimage. Oh yeah. I well, mean, I've been going for thirteen years. I'm sadly I didn't get to see my fourteenth year this year, but anyway. Um, it's like every year it's a pilgrimage like mm. everybody it's almost like a cult but in a good way like every year we all from all over the world people from Australia go every year New Zealand America like all over the world we come together on this beautiful little Italian island the best music some all my favourite DJs and MCs and vocalists playing there like like you said the food the beach parties the, the club is just like nowhere else in the world like Definitely. Amber Knight Amber is Knight. just sick yeah like you've got the inside bit where you want to get a bit more grimy a bit more kind of yeah. into it and then you've got the outdoor bit for all other kind of uplifting euphoria moments and then you've got obviously and all what, one thing I love about it I think it's the only festival where there isn't um, a, a segregation between the artists and the ravers because a lot of other festivals yeah. Outlook and Liquidity all of them there's a VIP area where obviously the, you know the backstage is that and the other where only artists can go and you know the punters or you know mm, if I can't think yeah. of you know ravers for a better word don't have access to it and I feel like with Sun and Bass there is none of that so it just makes everyone feel equal and as one that's what oh, I love definitely. about it and I I love that myself like just just being there and then you're just having a chat to people it's like one of the best bits like being mm. able to catch up with um all your friends then fans, you know, if anyone yeah. comes up to you. But then just artist to artist, like just having a good old chat under the under the stars, essentially, isn't it? You're outside, yeah. you got a good cocktail, and I've networked with so many people there. Yeah, it's 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 the one. It's one of the special ones. And some of my favourite performances that I've ever done are there. Yeah. You know, Bell Harbour, Amber Night, <clears throat> Amber Day. Like you know, there's some of my most memorable performances I've ever done. And I feel like my performance there in 2012 at Bell Harbour, like my first ever. Like PA, that that kind of put me on the map as well, if you like. <laughs> but um, was that, I? I was there. For that you were one. there. I was yeah, there, wasn't I? Yeah, you were yeah. there. You performed on the same night. Yeah, it was me, you, and Jenna G. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it was me, we were meant to perform on the Tuesday, but it rained, so our our, our uh, performance got cancelled. And I was like, sweet. So we ended up getting smashed for the rest of the week, thinking we didn't have to sing. And then Friday, they literally our voices were gone. They dropped it on us. I was like, right. <laughs> Um, Rhea, Colette, Jenna, you performing at Bell Harbour tonight. We were like, what? And we were like, I haven't been to bed for three days and I can't sing. And, and Gio was like, tough. <laughs> so we like did everything we could. I was like necking olive oil. I was doing all these things to try and sing. And anyway, we, we pulled it off just about. Just I remember about. at one point, you was like, I can't do it, Colette. I was like, you why? I was like, get in that dress, get down at our harbour now. So uh, that, anyway, we, we did it and, it and it was really nice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Gotta leave, gotta 
so as well as singing and songwriting, of course, you've got your real life thing. So you're basically DJing. So how did how what made you kind of bring that back into to play? That started because of my album. Because you, I mean, again, this is a this is a problem for vocalists generally. Historically, I, I, I mean, I think it's a little bit better now. But I just found that when I was coming through. There weren't many opportunities to sing your songs. So, so you, yeah. It, the culture in drummer bass is DJ MC. Yeah. And there were a couple of vocalists, but you didn't see the vocalists very often, you know, that, no. that there would be select sets that you might see that. Yeah. And that really was the only opportunity. It wasn't like there were what's called live PAs. You wouldn't see very often where the vocalist, let's say Jenna, for instance, had lots of her songs out. It's very rare you'd see her on a lineup where she'd just be singing her songs. You know, she'd have to Absolutely. be what's called hosting a set. So basically that was my problem when I was coming through. I was like, how do I get to actually sing these songs? Right, okay, so I need to learn how to be a host or an MC, even though I didn't know what I was doing. I just had to learn how to do that, yeah. to be on people's sets, to then get the chance to sing songs. But even that um, could be quite tough because... Um, you know, the DJ is has got a job to do and to get the crowd going and has they to play. play bangers. Of course they do. And like I'm not an MC, you know, I'm a vocalist essentially. So I was finding it hard because if they play lots of hard tunes, I was like, I don't what am I gonna do now? It's very difficult for me. So long story short when the album was done, I was like, well, what, what I'd really love to be able to do is play this myself. So I've got complete control over what I play. Yeah. And maybe even some of my older tracks. And I knew somebody at the time who was working for Native Instruments. And I'd never even... And, and AJ knew about Native Instruments as well. Um, big up the hubby. <laughs> and um, he said about these... Krill. <laughs> krill, krill, krill. <laughs> they said about these um, DJ controllers that they had. Which basically allowed me to sing and DJ at the same time. Um through this technology and I was like really wow okay this sounds cool so I set up a meeting with Native Instruments and they talked me through this controller that they had called a stems controller and it allowed me to put all the stems of my track in so like the beats the bass the music the vocals the beats the bass the, bass, the, the music, music the vocals the vocals, vocals. <laughs> the vocals the vocals <laughs> <laughs> and um and then what I could do is when I was mixing them, sometimes if the vocals like conflict with each other, you could just switch them off, right? And which was like, I was like, wow, so I can just mix, I can swap a bass line for another bass line and a vocal for another vocal. And, and that's where it began. It started off being my live show, you know, I was experimenting with my album tracks. And then I thought, this is fun, I quite like this. So I evolved it into a DJ set where um, I was singing some of my tracks, but it was other people's tunes. And now I just do DJ sets as well. But do the real life thing too. Yes, well, it's absolutely brilliant. And also it's very clever, like you said, it's so difficult for vocalists to get gigs because one, a lot of promoters are too scared to book you to do a live PA because they're scared that it's not going to go down as well as a DJ set, even though it's basically That's still what they playing said a drum lot. and bass set. Yeah. It's still playing like killer yeah. drum and bass tracks. Um, and two, You've got to get, you've got to be able to get like, um, you know, a rapport going with a DJ where you can kind of, you know, do sets with them and get a name with them and then go on tour with them or, or whatnot. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's where Charlotte Haining has got it absolutely brilliantly spot on. Because if you, if you write quite a few tunes with one artist, like BC, exactly. for instance, or right? Or Hybrid Minds. Or Hybrid Minds. Yeah. 
then it's perfect. You can just do a show with them and then you know all of your tracks. So basically, the advice for aspiring vocalists is <laughs> try and get one producer where you just write loads of tunes with and then tour with them. That's like the ideal. Like you said, advice for vocalists is just find a way that you can be, you know, get out there and make sure you get the gigs and get the limelight as well because... You know, vocal tracks are fucking big at the moment. Well, uh, well, a vocalist is half the track. And sometimes, you know, the producers, look, I'm not I'm not dissing producers because producers, like, they are, you know, without the music, there wouldn't be anything to write the vocal to. Yeah. But, um, but sometimes the producers can make it all about the producer and not about the vocalist. I'm not saying everyone, but, so, you know, it can be like that. And so... Um, I think that vocalists should get the credit, just the same as MCs should get the credit. You know, there's sometimes there's lineups for events and they're not even listed, the MCs no. or the vocalists. It's like, hang on, they are half the set. Or they're always just at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah. No matter. Know. Even if, like, the vocalist is, you know, a more established name than certain MCs or DJs, they'll still be at the bottom. Yeah. And they're half the set. So, you know, that that's just one of those things. It's been one of the challenges, but, you know, we are in different times now and things yeah, are evolving, things, things, things are, are changing. Evolving, so, you know, so I feel like in the next few years, we're really going to see yeah. a change in that. Well, I hope so anyway. So I obviously love talking about music with you, but I feel like people want to get to know, you know, other things about you as well. I wanted to ask you, it's kind of, kind of a random question, but do you believe in the supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> Um, on well, Halloween. the reason I'm asking you this is because we're it's recording Halloween. this podcast on Halloween. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a perfect question. So I just feel like it's fitting, really. It is. Um, when I was... Yes is the answer. But I feel like when I was younger, I believed in it more. Because yeah. um, growing up... And I, I can't confirm if this actually happened or not, but I remember it to be vividly true, is that I saw... I've seen about three or four ghosts when I was a kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and... Um, the one that I really remember is um, I was staying over at my best friend's house at the time and I woke up and there was this minor walking in the room, like a, like a ghost apparition of a minor. And um, I, I remember thinking, what the F is going on? And I put my quilt back over my head and I started pinching myself and being like, this must be a dream. I must be dreaming right now. This can't be real. Oh and God. then I lifted the quilt back down. He was still there. Like walking, oh, and um, I, I tried to like wake my friend up, and um, she couldn't. I just couldn't. She was like dead asleep, and then I was so frightened I couldn't move. And then I heard like this this like ornament moving around, and it, it was just really weird. And I woke up in the morning, and I said to her, um, "This had happened," and I didn't think anything of it. But then her mom said the house is built over an old mining shaft. Oh and I'd seen a miner, you know, and I was like, what is wow. going on? So that was That's one thing. Weird. And then I saw my nan at the end of my bed when oh. I was a kid. And again, I could have been dreaming it. But then my brother said he saw the same thing the same night. Well, I mean, come on. That that was weird. And then my mom saw my granddad in her house. And there's been loads of... When I was a kid, there was loads of weird occurrences like that. And I think there was also one time where all the appliances in the house turn the, turned on at the same time. Oh and it could have been a power thing, but I just... There's always a could have been, could have been. been. Definitely. And, you know, I, I've, I've had those experiences. But as an adult, I haven't, I haven't really no. seen they any of that. They do say, though, children are see, open to it. Are open to it more. Yeah. I they, think because they haven't got that fear thing, so they're not blocking anything off. They're, yeah, they've not been conditioned, you know, they're sort of not been... And pets as well. Pets too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, I, you know, I have been to see, like, quite a few mediums over my time, and I've had readings and all that sort of stuff, so... Yeah. And they have been 
eerily accurate you know some of the stuff it's interesting isn't it yeah but can i prove it no and and is can i say for sure no but um i do like to think that there is an afterlife yeah, and i, I like do like to think, to think that, that it doesn't just end here yeah it doesn't that's it done yeah right. and that we're kind of always evolving and always learning and that sort yeah. of thing so i'm like pretty much 99.9 percent a believer you know there's that 0.1 because we don't know no, there's no... We're not going to know, are we? But I, I've had much, glimmers of know. it. Yeah. And I I do sort of buy into it. But I can see how it could just be me believing it, you know? I can see that, but... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Ooh, yeah. No, 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 no. And also, if you are listening... Well, you are obviously listening to this, if you can hear me say this, but we're doing a live stream together tonight, but it's not going to be tonight. It's going to be... Well, whenever I put this up, I don't know yet. <laughs> So go back to the intrigue page because me and Ria and Ben Sanskip and Krill are all doing a live stream together. So Halloween uh, special, Halloween baby. Halloween special. We're going to be in fancy dress. Intrigue live. Intrigue live. live. So go back and check that out because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun night, man. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And we've got a yeah, fancy dress out uh, costume. fancy dress. Yeah. Searching for opening doors, yearning for something more. Break the rules don't once again. Escape routine, taking me there. Find a way to live my life. Anything to break the cycle. Can keep on walking the same lines. Can keep on walking the So you've just done your first ever Ria merch. Open page, lyrics on a t-shirt. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously lockdown um, and not having any gigs and that sort of thing has challenged me to be more creative and think about other ways to, or do things that I've been thinking about doing but haven't had the time to do before and um, other ways to make money and that sort of thing. And obviously everybody's doing t-shirts and I've always thought that'd be really cool to do a t-shirt. So, um, yeah, I just put a post on Facebook and asked if um, anyone knew any really good designers and uh, someone connected me with a girl that her company's called Rora Design and she did some stuff for Hybrid Minds. And I was like, amazing. And when we started chatting, we were just so on the same page about like design on the same page. <laughs> Excuse the pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, was she open? Was yeah, she? she was. And we kept turning the pages over, you know. And I just said that I had this vision for like, um, I love like symmetrical, all different sim. Um, symmetrical what am I saying uh, ge- geometric shapes is what I meant to yeah say. yeah and uh that's what all her, her design work was based on so I gave her some ideas of things that I'd like to do and it had like unity peace love unity or different symbols um because right now when it was coming out I felt like that's what the world you know needed some kind of yeah, love nice. and peace and also the thing that kept being said was we're in this thing together over lockdown 100% we're all was, in this thing it? together and I thought well, I've got a line in my song. Funny that. Is that funny that? Hmm. So, Da-ding. Yeah. Light bulb moment. Cha-ching. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> I'm going to use that lyric. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt and put it out there. And actually, um, yeah, I think it sold like about 40 t-shirts, which considering... Oh, amazing. Yeah, considering like I've never, ever done this before. Yeah. It was really cool. I need to get one, actually. Yeah, I think I've only got about 10. I would have wore, bought one in one one's night, but we're obviously in fancy dress. So. Yeah. Um, I think I've got about 10 left or 10 left. Right, of I'm getting the, on it. Yeah. Um, so anybody at home, if you want one, oh, yeah, get in there now before, I don't know when I'm going to repress the next lot. So, um, and then I think I'm just going to try and develop a few more and just put my lyrics on them. And it's been fun. It's been really fun to be creative in a different way. hundred percent. And especially like 
when you've got a line like we're in this thing together with 2020 how it's been exactly it's just, it's just perfect well, have you seen Inja's one? Oh, i love Inja's one um, we it, just want to dance. dance which is it's so perfect, perfect as well like a couple of years ago marky had um when i was in brazil we we got these t-shirts from marky that said um it's the way that we bring this sound to you and again it's a perfect lyric and it's just like it's great yeah. So, wow, big up stamina. In fact, it's a funny story. Stamina's like, oh, I didn't even know that these two shirts were being made. It's my lyrics. What the hell? Stamina should have been the one yeah. to do it, but anyway. But yeah, so, um, no, that's a great idea, man. Well, good luck with that. I'm, Thank I'm definitely you. Gonna, and how can people purchase these? Yeah, so I'm selling them through my website, reality.co.uk, um, spelt like Ria and then L-I-T-Y.co.uk. Reality. Um and I had to relaunch that this year because I had this terrible day where I just lost my website, my computer broke. It was like everything that could happen technology-wise that could go wrong went wrong. And so oh. I lost my whole website. It was, it was an awful day. I lost my website, which I'd had for years. Couldn't get it back because I didn't renew the domain name or something and it gone into my spam. So I had to set up this new website. But actually, I'm quite grateful for it because now it's got a shop and I didn't have a shop before. Perfect. See, everything happens for a yeah. reason. And on there as well, I've got my handwritten lyrics where people can buy those too and either frame. So the idea is like, hopefully I can add more stuff to it. I, I might even add some like Christmas cards. And, I want to do this quick fire round question thing with you. I've been wanting to do it on every podcast so far, but they've talked so much, I just haven't had the time. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I've got 10 questions. First thing that comes into your head, let's go. Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Chinese or Indian? Well, Indian. <laughs> Singing or DJing? Singing. Sun and bass or liquidity? I'm going to say sun and bass. Spring or autumn? Autumn. Champagne or Prosecco? Champagne all the way, baby. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Christmas or New Year's? Christmas all yeah, the way. Of course. Have yourself. <laughs> Let's not sing that now. Liquid or foghorn? <laughs> oh, it depends what day you catch me on. True. Love a bit of foghorn. Right, right in this moment. Liquid then. Hey, thank you so much for that. Oh, Why no, you thank got to you. do a quick fire round question on the podcast? Thank you. I, I make dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to end the podcast with basically our new song that we've done together. Because if those for those of you that don't know, me and Laura wrote a song years ago on her album called Peace of Me with Emperor. Really great song. Go check it out. Um, so we decided to work on something again. And this song is with Willem, Hadley and us. Yeah. And, and and I think that's another thing that's come out, positive thing that's come out of lockdown is that we um, 
we got the chance to do this because you know I was working before and now I'm not I'm, I'm doing more music and we've been able to spend time together and and um, start this project up which we are now writing more music yeah and we've got a very special project incoming 2021 but we're going to keep our lips sealed about that yeah we're now. not going to say much but yeah just look out guys look, look out, out 2021 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are allowed to play this song because this is coming out on Willem's label, Murked. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to be as part of like a various artist EP, it right? Is, yeah. And it's going to be on vinyl as well, which is pretty cool. And the vinyl looks amazing. It does. Yeah. So yeah, that is coming out um, early next year. It's called Invisible. It's got loads of players already on, on people's live streams. I, I, which I'm thrilled about. Me too. Doc Scott, Marky, um, London Electricity played on his hospital one the other day. I mean, do you still get excited like I do? Where you're oh, like, I think I get more excited yeah. these days than I used to. When, when you know, you see someone playing your song, I get so excited. And it's like it's for the first time still. Yeah. You know. Honestly, like I said, it's, I actually get more excited these days than when, when I first started. Yeah. It's, you can't beat that feeling. No, that you're getting that, yeah, support from people. When you text me about Doc Scott playing it, I was like, what? I can't believe Doc Scott played it, just because he's such a hero to me, and I pretty much watch every single of his live streams. And he, you know, he usually plays quite hard. Well, not hard, but it's where he plays a vocal tune, right? So Very rare. that one, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. OMG. But anyway, this is just the start of something special. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a little tease. We're going to roll out with Invisible now, but before we do that, have you got any final words to, to anyone that's listening? No, I just want to say thank you to you. Aww. Thank you to you for having me, for being a great friend. But yeah, of course, thanks to everybody listening and everyone that supported my music over the years and um, show me love and help me. You'll get to show me love. <laughs> yeah, I really, really, really appreciate you. And just take care of yourself, guys. Look, look out for each other, be kind to each other. And, you know, it's going to be a hard couple of months and... Yeah, just be nice to each other, be kind and... Next year, I think things are going to get back to normal. It might take... It won't be the spring. I'm, I'm really, really praying that summer 2021, we're going to be back back to normal. Mm. Praying. I want to be back in the festivals, man. But the other thing as well is I want to say, because, you know, I wrote that song, No Words. Yes. And... Um, That's you a know, great song. You, yeah, well, it's, 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 um, it, it was guys. a difficult song for me to write because, you know, it's, it's all about suicide and, and what happened. Um, and our collective experience of suicide and that's happening more and more and more now and and the thing is with lockdown like that that has been one of the things that's happened too like mental health has been hugely mm-hmm. affected more than um, ever more than ever so yeah i just kind of just want to say to people as well just if you are struggling and stuff like don't struggle alone and you know be brave and sort of reach out to people be brave be kind create exactly yeah <laughs> shout urban creative yeah urban creative shouts to tempster and um, for that because it's true you know reach out and just just don't struggle alone and yeah that's kind of my final words oh thank you and thank you so much for coming on the podcast that would be really looking forward to doing this one because i just obviously we're great friends and i knew that we'd have a great chat yeah thank you so yeah we're going to roll out with invisible now with Willem hadley rear and colette warren out next year i hope you enjoy it love you loads i love you laura oh i love you too Oh, can I just say really quickly, sorry, I forgot to mention that No Words, if you haven't listened, um, you can buy it from the Ria Bandcamp and all the money goes to Charity Calm, um, who is a suicide charity. So please, um, please go and listen to it and please donate because it's for a really, really good cause. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Big love. Ciao for now.